Interesting. This is going to be crazy for you. <laughs> if you tell me, Thomas, that uh, in the fifth grade, okay, you were the fastest person on your team, right? You have the potential to be great in public expense. If you tell me in the seventh grade you were the number one trumpet seat, mm. we, we, even in the seventh grade, right? If you tell me in the tenth grade that you, and this is different people now, yeah, that you know you were the uh, a good basketball player, right? Uh, you've had some form of success mm-hmm. deep down inside you. You're a great following expense agent. Thomas Roche, Director of Marketing with Senior Life Insurance Company. We're at the Senior Life Home Office in Thomasville, Georgia. And of course, like always, we are all fired up on this episode of the podcast. We have a very, very special guest, big dog in the company, beast mode in the company, RVP Lewis. Lewis, how are you doing today? Doing well, Thomas. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good. I really appreciate you coming in and, and spending some time with us today. Uh, you're really, really, really putting numbers up on the board. You're doing it really, really big, just to say the least. Um, one of those reasons is because you're a very driven person. True. And one thing we always like to talk about, what, what drives you? You know, Tom, I've, I've been in business uh, 23 years mm. consecutively, mm-hmm. not always in the insurance business. Um, and when I got into this business, I was ready for a change. Okay. And so I will tell you that a lot of it is self-motivation. Uh, I have six children, so okay. I've always had a lot of miles of feet. <laughs> right, and so you know, saw this opportunity. Didn't see it, you know, didn't see it initially. Okay, you know, so as I talk to people, and initially they don't see it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Right, I actually looked at final expense in 2008, and okay. it just it went over my head. Right, went over my head. Um, really didn't get serious about this thing. I really took a hard look until 2013, mm. and then got very serious. Uh, we had a meeting in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, back in 2016. Yes, remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I sat there next to Shiraka. Uh, Shiraka is one of my regional managers. Yes. And we decided then, I think, you know what? We can do this thing, and we can make a lot of money. Mm. Mm. So you know, having the right people with you, the right opportunity at the right time. Mm. Uh, I, 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 it's just unbelievable. Just yeah. unbelievable. So being in Atlanta at that meeting was an aha moment for uh, you. Without a doubt. But you had already been in final expense prior to that, prior to coming on board with that. Mm-hmm. So how long getting into the final expense industry, would you say, did it take you to really get to that moment? I got serious minded in final expense in 2013. Okay. Uh, obviously with a previous company. Um, I was there probably serious minded from November until about September. Okay. And then I had actually met Rob Ellsbury, my upline. I had met him back in like May. Mm. Somebody had referred him to me. And with that previous company, I mean, I was making good money. I had moved into their top 10 yeah. earners. Yeah. And so when Rob approached me with this opportunity, obviously when you're making a lot of good money, right. uh, you're going to be a little hesitant. Yes. <laughs> and so he was bragging about Dale and Ron Powell. Yeah. And I said, man, it sounds good, but I got to meet these guys. Yeah. And so I came down in May or June of 2014 and got a chance to meet Ron and Dale and Robert Robert, and it just, you know, it felt right. Okay. So we, we left the meeting, me and my uh, family, we left, and we got to Macon, and we got a hotel, and we got a hotel room. I said, all right, what are we going to do? Mm. Now, of course, I had the deciding vote. Right. Everybody said, hey, let's do it. Everybody liked it. They liked it. That is amazing. Yep. That is amazing. So what before final expense, what were you doing? I was in the mortgage business. Okay. I was in the mortgage business. It's kind of strange in my career. Uh, I actually started in the insurance business when I was 16 years old. 
<laughs> they okay. had a deal at Blue Cross right. uh, that you could uh, go work for your parents yeah. um, at, a, at, at the location there. And they did it. I did it my junior and senior year. And then, believe it or not, when I was in college, I worked for another insurance company while I was in college. Okay. Worked full time. They put me through college. Right. And then I actually graduated with a degree in insurance. From the University of South Carolina. (laughs) Okay. Go Cox. Right. And so I didn't know about the insurance program, and that's another time for that story. Right. And so when I graduated from USC with my insurance degree, I went into the insurance business. Okay. But it was more on the commercial business to business side. Yeah. So I did that as an account executive for a couple different companies. And then in 1996, I started my insurance agency. Right. Okay. And then what happened is that by 97, I got into the mortgage business. How did you do that? It's so weird. So there's a guy that I knew. He said, Lewis, he was in the insurance business. He said, are you doing mortgages? Mm. I didn't know you could do mortgages. What are you talking about? He said, go down here and talk to my friend George. Tell him I sent you, Mm. and you can make a lot of money. Mm. So I went down there and talked with George. And I got to tell you, Thomas, uh, by 98, 99, making a lot of money. Booming. Now, here's the thing you got. You can't do that now. So if somebody's listening to this thing now, do not get into the mortgage business. There's no money. Right. All right. They've changed it. And I did that until 2012. Yeah. I actually, when the when the fallout happened in seven and eight and nine, yeah. I didn't see it. And oh, so around okay. 2011, I saw myself losing money. Mm. And by 2012, I was out. Mm. And so when final expense came by, I was looking for an opportunity. I got you. I needed to make the kind of money I had made before. Right. And so that same guy that introduced me to the mortgage business. Introduced me to final expense. Okay. <laughs> and this is how weird it was. So, you know, made a lot of money doing that. And so I was told, I, he, you know, I wasn't really listening to him. Right. I really wanted that mortgage thing to work, but it had fallen apart. Right. And so I was told, hey, listen, didn't he help you make a lot of money before? Yeah. Mm. Why don't you listen to him? Right. And so I sat down with him. He kind of showed me a plan, and it looked good. Mm. But what looked better was what Senior Life was offering in 2014. So you came to visit, you met Ron and Dale, you met Robert, you had that good vibe, but what was it about Senior Life that really made you think, like, this is where I'm going to be at? When you're sitting in the hotel with your family in Macon, Mm -hmm. what was the defining, deciding moment, deciding factor? Well, one thing that was really important is that this was a nationwide opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the previous company I was with, it was a regional opportunity. You know, they had about six or seven states that you could do business in. Yeah. Well, I knew that I wanted to do business in California. I knew I wanted to do business in Texas. And yeah. I knew I had to do business in Florida. Right. If I'm dealing with senior citizens, yeah. that's where they live. Right. You know, I live in South Carolina. Uh, we have 4.9 million people in the entire state. You know, well, I know that, uh, uh, you know, California, Los Angeles has that on a city block. So that was the first thing. <laughs> right. That was the first thing. The second thing was that Ron Powell said to me, he said, Lewis, we want to make more millionaire agents yeah. than any other insurance company has ever done. Mm. That was music to my ears because nobody had said that. Mm. That, hey, we want to help you make a million dollars a year. Right. All right. And so those are the kind of reasons. I, I, I really felt the vibe because Dale and Ron both uh, have been licensed, have been in the business, yeah. have yeah. started from the ground up, Right. Uh, came from very, very humble beginnings. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't as humble in their beginnings as they were, right. but we, I also came from humble beginnings. Yeah. So that, that kind of uh, really struck something to me. Uh-huh. I felt pretty good about it. And then I thought they were genuine. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. You know, hey, we're not going to play any games. We're going to offer you a great opportunity. Right. And boom. And there it is. Yep. How how long into your career and final expense were you building a team? I started pretty much from the beginning. Okay. Yep. Uh, when I was with the previous company, it was kind of funny. We would have meetings, and uh, folks would get up and they'd say, well, who invited you? <laughs> so at the meetings, of course, <laughs> right. I always had the most people. Um, and so um, what I was told early on is that if you want to make a lot of money, mm-hmm. 
in this business, you have to build big teams. Right. So if I wanted to make a lot of money, guess what I had to do? You had to build a team. Exactly. Absolutely. I remember we had one event in Atlanta, and uh, everybody from your team was wearing a matching shirt yes. and sat in the same area, and like almost a third of the entire room was exactly. everybody from your group. Yep. So, you know, a lot of people are going to want to know because you do recruit at a high level. You do high numbers. People are going to want to know what's the secret? What's the what's the tip? Like, how, how do people do that? Like, what's the, what's the, the code to crack in order to do that? <laughs> Well, I don't think it's any code. Mm. I think the biggest thing is that whoever talks to the most people mm. recruit the most people. Mm. And so my intention is just like I would sit down with a lead or a referral or a client, mm -hmm. and I'm there to help them with their benefits. Right. Well, when I sit down with a potential agent, mm -hmm. same thought process. Same thought. I'm I'm there to help. Mm. I'm there. I'm not worried about what kind of money I make. Right. I'm single-minded, focused on the kind of money I can help them make. Mm. And so now what I've seen myself do, because uh, we are recruiting better quality right. agents. Right. Um, I recruit a lot of neophytes. Okay. Uh, folks that have never looked at the business, folks that have never heard of final expense, folks that have never had a license. Mm. I recruit the fire out of them. So whenever you're recruiting, what are you looking for? If, if you're going from neophytes to people mm -hmm. in the industry and all across the board, what is the trait? What is the thing that you see whenever you're trying to hire somebody? This is going to be crazy for you. <laughs> if you tell me, Thomas, that uh -huh. in the fifth grade, okay, you were the fastest person on your team, right? You have the potential to be great in final expense. If you tell me in the seventh grade you were the number one trumpet seat, mm. we, we, even in the seventh grade, right? If you tell me in the tenth grade that you, and this is different people now, yeah, that you know you were the uh, uh, good basketball player, right? Uh, you've had some form of success mm -hmm. deep down inside you. You're a great following expense agent. Mm. Now I just got to help pull it out. Mm. Now one of the challenges that you have is that life beats us up as we go along. Absolutely. So you were the fastest person in the fifth grade, right. but you didn't transcend that into further greatness. Right. Well, I'm here to make you great. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, the system. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, if you look at something, Thomas, in our system. You can take an agent, and we can teach an agent how to make a thousand to two thousand dollars every week. Every week. So tell me what employer here in Thomasville, right. what employer in Columbia, <laughs> right? Exactly, is saying that we're going to offer you a thousand to two thousand dollars per week. Mm. We have the lead system. We have everything in place. We have health insurance benefits. Mm -hmm. We have retirement benefits. Uh, we have a full package. Right. All right. And so I can take a person that's in a career, and basically, or, or in a job, and say, Hey, this is a career. You're going to have a professional license. What mm. does that mean? That means that you have the ability to make money for the rest of your life. Mm. You can't be downsized. You can't be terminated. You can't be right-sized. Right. You know, you own your own business. Right. You know, in South Carolina, probably less than 1% or 2% of people own their own business. Wow. And then if you look at those folks, if you look at success, they don't have a lot of success. Right. So what I can do, Thomas, is take and put down a track record, a proven track record, not just mine, mm -hmm. Dale and Ron Powell, mm -hmm. all right, and say, hey, listen, if you follow this, you're going to be great. Mm. And that's what we all we do is that we just have more conversations. Uh, I have more conversations probably than anybody I know. Uh, my son told me the other day, he said, Dad, you might talk to 100 people a day. Right. 100 people. Yeah. And so you talk to that many people. And then what I'm, I'm listening for certain things. Okay. You know, if you're very negative, mm -hmm. I, I'll give you an example. The other day I was talking with a young lady, and we were Facebooking each other. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, Lewis, the only time I'm going to be available to talk to you is from 8 to 12, from 8 a.m. to noon. Mm -hmm. I told her she didn't qualify for what I do. Mm. I said, if you're that busy that you only have a four-hour window, you're not going to be successful. Mm. I said, if anything changes with your time commitment, please let me know. Right. Yep. Right. So you want somebody that's all in? Well, not initially. 
Okay. Don't have to be initially. Okay. Okay. But I want someone that's hungry. I want someone that wants opportunity. Yeah. I want someone that's sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you're ready for a change. Yeah. And then I always tell people, you know, because I'm a Christian, I, I mean, I'm not trying to convert anybody, but I ask them, I said, have you been praying to mm. God to send some help? Yeah. If the answer is yes, he sent me. It, okay. He sent me. <laughs> okay. Is that something that, uh, is prayer something that's helped you along uh, for yourself in business? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I have people say, Louis, you talk about God too much. I said, well, you ain't got to listen. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, I don't have to talk. Yeah. And believe it or not, though, Thomas, I'm an introvert. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I would know. not believe that for one second. I'm serious. I would I'm not. very quiet right. in my personal life. Um, I grew up with my dad. My dad and I would sit there and watch football or baseball. Right. You know, that's a three or four hour deal. And no conversation, no words have been said. Not saying When that. I go sit with my grandfather, when I when I go sit, we used to sit with him. Right. He was a very quiet man. Now in my business practice, yeah. I'm not quiet. How do how do you how do you separate them? Because a lot of people, if they're introverted or extroverted, business or personal, they're the same across the board. How are you able to do that? I compartmentalize. Okay. Business is business. Personal is personal. I got you. Yep. Um, now, more times than not, I'm doing business. Yeah, definitely. Right. I'm doing business. I'm emailing. I'm touching bases with right. people. Uh, but I can go four or five, six hours, which I don't have that much. Well, here's what I'm doing. So if I'm going four or five, six hours, there's not quiet time. Right. I'm on the phone. Right. I'm texting. I'm emailing. I'm Facebooking. That's the other thing, too. Now, I use all the resources. Mm-hmm. You know, I have people that say, well, you got to have a conversation with them. Well, I believe in text. I can text you just as easy as I can yeah. have a conversation. Right. I can send you an email. Mm-hmm. I can hit you up on Facebook. Uh, I don't have a. I have a Twitter account, but I don't go on it. I don't have Instagram. But I believe that if people will use the tools that they have, right, and kind of leverage them, right. Oh, I think they'll just blow it up. Did you have? Well, being an introvert to an extrovert in mm-hmm. business, did you have a moment in your career where you were like, "I need to make this personal change," or did it just naturally just happen? Naturally like, occurred. Okay. Um, when I was in my mortgage business. I never had to work with a lot of people. Okay. So it has been an adjustment for me. Right. Because now I'm going from just me and Chirac in the office. Right. And just our customers as they come in. Yeah. To now I'm talking to hundreds of people. Uh, we had a meeting in Columbia the other day, uh, last Saturday. We had 120 people there on our team. Mm. All right. So now I'm, I'm going to having to, you know, it, it, I'm changing. I'm evolving. Yeah. And so, you know, if you want to grow in anything, you got to change. You got to evolve. Is that what you tell, especially to like newbies, you know, the idea of getting on the phone with a customer or going to a customer's house a lot of times can be very scary for right. somebody who's like foreign to this industry. Uh, do you use your personal experience to cr- try to show them what can happen if they just kind of get out of their shell a little bit? Like, what do you do in those moments? Well, yes. You know, the biggest thing is that, you know, of course, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Right. Right, right. And so what we do, Thomas, before we'll let a, a new person go out to a client, mm-hmm. go see a lead, we believe in training. All yeah. Right? You're gonna, we have training twice a, a month in Columbia, uh, and then we have almost daily training in the office. Mm-hmm. Mike Burns, uh, my son, yeah. uh, he's a director of agency. So he would bring a new person in, sit down with them, go through the flip chart presentation, go word by word, and then they practice on him, and we play knocking on the door, right, you know, right, all right. those things yeah. there that they're going to see in the field. We also, if you're in the field and you're new or old, and you're in a home and you're having some trouble, right. you can call us back. Mm. We'll answer the call. 
Wow. While you're in the home. Wow. To overcome any objection. Right. Um, talk with you about a thought process with the client. Right. Just using our experience. And it's been very, very effective for us. Absolutely. Yep. I do want to thank you. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there when you're talking about how much you're on the phone. Before we started the podcast, you actually turned your phone off and flipped it over I for did. us. So I wouldn't be looking <laughs> so at it. we got to get 100%. <laughs> and it, the, as long as I've known you, I don't know if I've ever seen you without your phone in mm. your hand, to be totally honest. So. No, I, I never have it out of my hand. So. But this is important to me. Um and, and the thing about it is just touching bases with people. Right. Now, you know, Thomas, even if I'm recruiting you and you say, well, Lewis, I'm not interested, mm. I'll ask you why not. Mm. And the first thing you're going to tell me is a lie. <laughs> right? just, just like a sale. <laughs> all right. The first thing they tell you is a lie. Right. And the second thing you're probably going to tell me is a lie. Mm. I got to get down a little bit deeper. I got you. You know, and we just try to tell people that you can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. Mm. If Sharaka can do this. You can do this. Right. You know, if you, I think Sharon was here earlier. If mm. she can do it, you can do it. Right. And so uh, what I try to do is I lead by example. Mm. I'm not going to ask you to go out and do something I've never done. Right. And even when it comes to recruiting, I usually try to have the most people at the meetings. I mean, you do yeah. tend to have a lot of no, people even at, at the my, meetings. No, even at my personal meetings. I got you. Yeah, with my team. I got you. I'm going to ask them, hey, bring some people to the meeting, but I'm not going to do it. Right. That ain't fair. Right. So I, I, I bring the most. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Speaking of recruiting, um, you have six kids. Yep. Obviously, your, your family is your why. Yep. Uh, how many work with you now? Three. All three All three that are above the age of 18 right. are full-time in the business. And what do they do with uh, you? They're sales. Uh, well, let me say something. David's 19, mm-hmm. so he's strictly in sales right now. Mm-hmm. He got his license last August. Um, Michael, well, Lewis came in a little bit later. Mm-hmm. He was on the college track, yeah. and so it was kind of funny. This, this is a great story. So uh, I said, Lewis, we were talking. I think he'd asked me to borrow some money to go to school. Right. I said, well, I got a question for you. Whenever right. you ask me to borrow some money, I got to ask you some questions. I said, right. Right. what do you plan to do after school? Mm. He said, work with you, Dad. Mm. I said, well, we can stop this mess right now. Just go ahead and Just get to work. Hey, hey, drop out. He said, drop out. I said, yes. Mm. And he dropped out. Wow. Yep. So Lewis came to work with us in 2014, around December. Right. And then Michael, when Michael got out of high school, Michael had no interest in college. Okay. okay. And so Michael immediately kind of latched on to the business. And like in August will be six years, and he's only 24 years old. Wow. Yep. So Michael is the director of agency. Yeah. Michael's job is to be my right hand, left hand, and really develop business. Yeah. And so he's done a great job. I will tell you, even though he's my son, we've probably seen our business almost triple mm-hmm. since December. Oh, wow. And I can tell you a lot of it has to do with him right. and the system that we're putting in place with training. Do you ever worry about conflict of interest with your sons being in your agency? Mm-mm. Let me tell you why. I'm harder on them than anybody else. Mm. I mean, I will get them. <laughs> I'm serious. They right. know. Yeah. Dad's going to get me. Right. And I always told him, I said, look here, man, you're going to have to do it at a higher level than anybody else mm. because everybody's watching. Mm. And they're waiting on you to make a mistake right. and see what I do. Mm. And that's going to be a bad idea. Mm. And so, you know, it was kind of funny. We were, I'd asked one of them to uh, videotape something for me. Neither one of them did it. So in front of the whole room, <laughs> I got them. Yeah. I said, the next time I ask you to do something, if you don't do it, you can go home. Yeah. You know? So they know. But the thing about it, though, Thomas, they have never seen me have a job. Mm. All right? I've been self-employed for 23 years. Right. Lewis is only 26. Right. He was three years old when I started my business. Wow. Mike was one. 
Right. David wasn't even born. So what they've seen is they've seen their daddy not have to work for anybody but himself. Right. What a cool deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely uh, would be a source of inspiration for anybody. Absolutely. So does the sense of pride come in them following your footsteps or does the sense of pride come in the fact that they are doing so well mm-hmm. in an industry where they can thrive so much? Where, where does that where does that come in or is it just both? Like It's both. But, you know, even when they were young, uh, whether whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. um, they could do. Um, What I did is I always gave them the confidence that you can do whatever you want to do. Right. And you can be successful. Uh, Here's what I told them. If you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper. Right. If you're going to be a candlestick maker, be the best (laughs) candlestick maker. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Right. So always strive for excellence. Yeah. So all three of them played sports at a very high level. Mm -hmm. Um, David played lacrosse. Both Lewis and Michael ran track and played football. Mm -hmm. And – but – you know, they understood that, you know, if you're going to be out there, mm-hmm. be the best you can be. Absolutely. So they've transcended that over into the insurance business. Mm. Uh, Lewis qualified for the uh, trip, yep. the Thomasville trip. Uh, Michael's more on the management side, you know. And then David's just getting started. But right. I believe that David could, at 19, he could do as well. Uh, have a 15-year-old, have an 11-year-old, and have a 6-year-old. Well, that's my next question. Yep. What are they, you think they'll get in the well, business Well, the 6-year-old is already saying she's an insurance agent. Okay. It starts laughing. <laughs> I'm an agent. I said, what kind of agent? insurance agent? Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> so she's she's fun. She's oh she's very, very smart. Yeah. The 11-year-old says that she's not going to sell insurance, but she's probably as talented as any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but she will. Yeah. It'll be a part of the agency. Right. And so we're just looking to help more people. Mm. That's what we're looking to do. Um, <clears throat> what my feeling is is that if I can help you, Thomas, mm. I will. Yeah. I will help you. I will give you all I got. Okay? All I, do, all I need you to do is listen to me. Mm. I have a saying, if you listen to me, I'll make you rich. It's mm. a powerful sentence. Powerful sentence. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean it. I really mean it in my heart. Yeah. Because I have seen this business just transform other people that – you wouldn't think they would be good in this business. Right. Um, real quick story. My former company, uh, we had a young lady, and so she, she would get up, and they said, well, how much business did you sell this week? Mm-hmm. She would say, my name is Lewis. I sold $8,000 in business. I like following. That's how she talked. Right. And I looked back and said, you know what? This young lady, I think she might have had some, some challenges. Right. If she could do this business. Right. Then anybody can do this Right, 8000 a week. Exactly. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Um, thinking, you know, coming from where you come from in South Carolina, um, like you said, uh, what was the percentage of business owners in South Carolina? Oh, probably less than two or three percent. So, whenever you're coming from an environment like that, you're coming from an area where a lot of people might not have as many ambitions because they don't really know how to be ambitious. There's a lot of setbacks, and for people that have beginnings like that, a lot of times it's not even their fault. They're just, they just don't know right. what can really be out there. What is it about being from South Carolina that still made you think about growing in California, Texas? What is it that put your mindset for you so to think across the entire country mm-hmm. as opposed to just across the street? Well, you know, the biggest thing, I, I, Tom, is I'm really good with numbers. Mm. All right, so what I can do is I can take a $600 annual premium mm-hmm. and multiply it by a million people. <laughs> All right. And that works out to be $600 million. Absolutely. Okay. And so I knew that, hey, if I got a million customers, right. I got $600 million a year coming in. Absolutely. And so I'm just understanding that when I got in my business, Thomas, the first time, mm-hmm. uh, when I first started my business, I got mad about something. Uh, my former employee, we don't have to mention her name, um, they basically took $10,000 away from me. Mm. Uh, I qualified for a trip, mm-hmm. and it was a qualification based on uh, production. Right. And the 
production period was from January to December. Mm-hmm. And so we're in April. We're in Switzerland. So I'm expecting a $10,000 bonus check because I won the contest. Right. And so when we get there, they said, we need to talk to you. Okay, great. I'm figuring they give me $20,000. That beat everybody. <laughs> and right. they, said, <laughs> they right. said, we're not giving you the bonus. Mm. I said, oh, interesting. Why not? Um, we changed the rules. When? Mm. Just now. Just now. Just now. But the check was already written. Right. And so the rules have been changed. Right. And so I got back, Thomas. This was like April 24th, 1996. My contract said that if I left them before June 30th, 1996, I owed them $15,000. Wow. For a bonus and for uh, moving expenses. Wow. July 1st, I quit. Mm. I got mad. See, when you're 27, 28 years old, right. and you're expecting $10,000, right. and you got $5,000 in the bank, you go spend all of it. Mm. Mm. Uh, I see. Exactly. Yeah. I'm still young. Yeah. I'm expecting the money to be replaced. Right. And so, Thomas, I was just so upset about that. So one of the things I encourage people, going back to what your question was, right. you know, sometimes it takes an event like that right. to move you out of your comfort zone. Uh, With this other company, I was making a six-figure income. Right. I was 25, 26, 27 years old. But once again, because they did that, I couldn't trust them anymore. Right. And so I started my business July 1st, 1996, and we haven't looked back. I'm more excited today than I've ever been. Why is that? Business opportunity. Thomas, I really believe that um, I can do $100 million in premium. Yeah. I really believe that I can do a $1 billion in premium. Right. I really do. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that kind of opportunity and you look at the type of legacy that you can set up for your family, yeah. you think about something for a second. I'm doing things for my children's children's children. I have no grandchildren. Mm. And so I have a place that no matter whether it's 50 years down the road or 100 years down the road, that my great-great-grandchildren have a place to go to work. Wow. What a great deal. What a great, yeah. what a great deal. Yeah. And what a great way to put it, too, yeah. when you're talking about legacy. With that, you know, one thing we like to talk about is goals. What are some of, for your group, for your agency, what are some of your short-term mm-hmm. goals? Sure. Um, what we want to do is in July, we want to cross over 500000 mm. Okay. Um, we've done 400000 a couple times. Uh, five sounds a lot better. Right. And believe it or not, Thomas, by the end of the year, we'd like to be doing a million dollars a month. Mm. A million dollars a month. That's not that far from what it's you're doing. It's not that far. Like, it's so close. <laughs> Let me share something with you. Uh, we went over $100,000 the first time, July of 2016. Right. The previous month, we were at 50. We doubled. Mm. Okay? Right. Uh, I've actually looked back at what, what happened. Mm-hmm. We had one person that we brought on board, right. and he changed our whole business. Wow. But guess what? what? He just recently came back. There it is. Yep. Yeah. So I'm putting, I'm not going to call his name out yet because yeah. I don't want to put any pressure on him. Right. But, you know, he, he's just that type of personality. And believe it or not, he was bigger than Shiraka back then. Wow. I know. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> that's a, Amazing. That's, a, that's another hard sentence exactly. right there. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we're excited about that. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things I would encourage people, Thomas, is I want this opportunity for everybody. Yeah. But this is, everybody's not going to make it. Everybody's not going to stay with you. Right. You understand that people quit Microsoft. Any great job you can think of, right, Google. Right. People quit. Yeah. People quit the NBA. People quit the NFL. Right. A lot of folks get upset when people quit. Yeah. I understand it's a natural type of process. Do I want you to quit? No. We'd right. love to be in business with you for the next 200 years, our mm. family being in business. But if you feel like there's a better opportunity somewhere else, I'm going to wish you well. Right. Now, I will tell you, a lot of them come back. That was going to be my question. Yeah. So there's for you, there's just no hard feelings. If somebody, mm-hmm. even if they leave to pursue something else or they say this is for them, you welcome back with welcome open back. arms. No hard feelings. Yeah. I, it's like the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. The only person I'd probably be mad would be Shiraka. 
<laughs> I mean, I've known her for almost 20 years. Right. I yeah. mean, two decades. She's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> we, we've just built that kind of relationship and friendship. Yeah. And, you know, she'll be a person that I probably, until the day I close my eyes, we'll be in business together. Oh, wow. What a great deal. That's, a, that's, that's amazing. Um, speaking of goals, what are some of your long-term goals? You know, believe it or not, I want to go to $100 million. Hmm. Um, sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Um, I think that would be a great threshold. Yeah. I was messing with some numbers this, this morning. You know, if you do an average app of $600, right. you know, and, and you're looking at $100 million, it's not as big as what it, it looks. Right. Um, I did just 100 apps a day. Um, at six hundred dollars, that's sixty thousand dollars a day. Right. Well, times twenty days, that's one point two million. Right. <laughs> well, all we got to do is keep adding some zeros. Yeah. And we're going to keep recruiting. We're going to keep helping people with insurance. Uh, we're going to keep helping agents make money. Mm. Uh, we're very serious minded and focused on helping people make money. Absolutely. The old saying that if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So before we wrap it up, anytime we have a guest, I always want to give the opportunity to make sure we didn't miss anything. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here today? No, I think we're good. I, I think if people are looking at this thing, mm -hmm. I, I want to make sure they understand that this is a large, very, very large opportunity. Yes. You have the opportunity to change your family's lives. Mm. Not just your family. Not just current family, but your children's children's children. Mm. If you will just take this as serious as you possibly can. And what we want to do is we just want to help more people. Uh, whether, like I said earlier, whether it's benefits or helping them make money. We're just very serious-minded about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we definitely appreciate your time. Definitely appreciate you flipping your phone over <laughs> so we can have the conversation. Uh, ever since you've come on board, it's been very fun from our side to watch you uh, continue to evolve. I think it's been more of an evolution mm -hmm. and, and more of a growth. And to watch that and to see how your numbers continue to increase, uh, your enthusiasm continues to increase. We just appreciate you everything that you do and it's just very very amazing to see from our end all the things that you have been doing and i can't wait to see you reach all those goals that you've set for yourself thank you you so, guys do a great job we appreciate you. you guys out in the field uh we understand that sometimes it's a thankless job mm. but we appreciate what you guys are doing thank really you. do i really appreciate you saying that no problem so, once again rvp lewis from south carolina in the building it's the uh all fired up uh podcast and like we say on every uh single episode it's uh senior life all your life <laughs>